0: you're listening to county conversations a podcast brought to you by the new york state association of counties i'm kate pierce nysac's multimedia specialist we're joined today by katie tucci and jennifer lawrence from the new york state industries for the disabled to discuss a recent rockefeller institute of government report commissioned by NYSID and the new york alliance for inclusion and innovation The report includes a breakdown of the economic impact of 10 regions where NYSED member agencies provide employment to individuals with disabilities. The findings clearly show that disability service providers are major local employers and generate millions in annual revenues. Thank you both so much for taking the time to have this conversation today.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you, Kate. Thanks for having us. So to start us off, for our listeners who may be new to the podcast or new to local government, can you talk a little bit about what
2: NYSID does? Um, Katie, if we could go to you first. Absolutely. NYSID uh, is New York State Industries for the Disabled, and our highest priority is to meet the procurement needs and create meaningful employment for individuals with disabilities across New York State. When individuals with disabilities earn a living and spend those earnings where they live, they contribute to stronger communities and economies. We are proud of the thousands of workers who have provided quality products and services to customers since 1975 through our ever-changing network of over 97 member agencies and 41 corporate partners across New York State. NICED purchases satisfy our customers' obligation to the preferred source program which was established through the New York State Finance Law, Section 162, in order to advance special social and economic goals related to the employment of New Yorkers with disabilities. So when a customer purchases a commodity or service offering, they are meeting the needs of state and local government agencies and fulfilling the preferred source program, but also helping to put individuals Uh, to work and create employment opportunities for those individuals right in their own local communities.
0: So the Rockefeller Institute of Government recently released a report, which was commissioned by NYSID and the New York Alliance for Inclusion and Innovation. Can you give us an overview of some of the key findings and talk about the different sections of the report?
1: Sure. Um, The report surveyed uh, more than 400 organizations that provide various services to people with disabilities. That is, you know, from the rehabilitation aspect, um, the housing, and the employment, which is where NICED comes in because that, that's the what, what we do is uh, on the employment side. But the New York Alliance is a partner agency with us um, in just helping our, our mutual membership in, in lots of ways. Uh, get get to a a more advanced uh, level of service of of everything that we do. So for us, it's employment. And the report uh, basically says that the economic impact of these agencies surveyed uh, was $14 billion a year. So if you wanna break that down to a, a smaller dollar figure for every tax dollar that's spent on organizations that serve people with disabilities, there's more than $2 of benefit to New York state. So um, it's showing that the program pays for itself and that uh, people with disabilities with uh, with the power of a paycheck uh, allows them to uh, stimulate the economy because they have living expenses too. They shop the way we shop. They wanna seek out um, social things in their communities. Uh, movies, sports, uh, you know, all that costs money to do those things. They also, you know, many of them have families that they are, you know, taking care of. They have vehicles. Um, So they, you know, the power of a paycheck that, that, uh, you know, it it just, you know, you spend your money most of the time locally and, uh, you know, individuals with disabilities are no different. So... Uh, The ultimate takeaway is that they perform valuable work that makes a positive economic impact. Um, I mean, that really brings the uh, report right down to the the human factor. And, uh, you know, we're delighted with the findings. So we've been um, creating press events in five of the major uh, media markets to highlight them. Uh, The the, uh, local impact, Uh, we've been to... The capital district so far. We've been to Long Island. Uh, we will be in the Westchester Rockland area. Uh, we move on to Syracuse and Buffalo. And, um, you know, we uh, have a member, one of our member agencies involved uh, in, in the report because there were 10 regions surveyed. Uh, we're hosting these press events just to, um, you know, get media attention for the impact of the report locally. And, uh, one of the things that happens at these events is that an individual with a disability who has benefited from the program is speaking about you know their their own uh, personal situation, and you know how having this uh, paycheck through the preferred source program has you know helped them live an inclusive life. and that that's really what it's all about is you know having the same opportunities. For in, inclusion in the community as as we all have.
0: That's so great. I mean, it, the report just really puts into perspective what you would already know, that investing in your community mm-hmm. is, you, it just only continues to support your community, all right. members of your community. That's great. And it's such a great report. I definitely recommend to our listeners to check that out. And I did want to ask, um, can you talk about some of the challenges currently facing disability service providers?
1: Well, the report states that there are 23,000 open positions at disability service provider agencies, and, and these positions um, are can often be referred to as a direct support professional or DSP, but that includes uh, people who uh manage the residential programs that a member agency might run, uh, people who give personal care to people with disabilities, the transportation department, and and that includes employment support. So a a person with a disability will often have a job coach. It's not somebody that sits at their elbow all day long, but you know there's a certain supervisory need to to many people although sometimes when people are fully trained they can manage their work site on their we, we have a number of nighttime uh, cleaning staff who you know they basically go in and do their job without a, a supervisor at their side so but in order to be more effective you need the appropriate training and mentorship and that's where dsps you know do this really valuable work and you know, until very recently, their wages did not keep pace with the trend. Uh, until the um, the state's minimum wage was, you know, given some attention, um, the fast food restaurants and the the big box retail stores they were ahead of the curve in raising their wages. So people were leaving these these vital DSP jobs and, and going to work where they could make more money. And um, there's been some recent attempts to raise the wages, which have been wonderful, and also to provide career track training to people so that they look at it as as a long-term commitment, something where they can promote up. So there's some really nice training programs, in particular through the state uh, office uh, for people with developmental disabilities, OPWDD. Uh, has some really robust training for people to, you know, get them into this kind of work and see it as a career. Um, I, I member agencies do a wonderful job of promoting the psychic wages of working with this population and, you know, work somewhere where you can really make a difference. And I think those types of jobs mean a lot more to people now post-pandemic. You know, there's been some reflection on having a job that makes you feel good about what you give to society. So, um, you know, they, there's, there's going to be a, a still a long way to go from recovering from the losses in the disability service provider community that grew from the pandemic, you know, getting people back into, you know, these jobs, getting the people with disabilities back out in, into their jobs, but that a lot of that is coming back. And uh, Katie can certainly attest to, you know, the kind of nice business that has sprung up from, you know, both during the pandemic and as we, you know, hopefully are turning the the corner on these things.
2: Absolutely. And to Jennifer's point, uh, our member agencies, you know, really pushing the work somewhere where you make an impact. And we've definitely seen that throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think even more so now, um, you know, the individuals who are providing, uh, you know, high touch point disinfecting services and cleaning all throughout the COVID-19 pandemic or industrial laundry services or temp services. Even now they have this sense of pride of knowing, you know, they're cleaning a hospital or where, you know, individuals who are sick but I, I think to our point, I mean, it was essential prior to the pandemic, during the pandemic, and even more so after the pandemic.
0: Exactly right. I was I was just about to reiterate that and that like the, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic has changed so many perspectives about the way that we work and the way that services are provided. But the services that NISAD provides and the work that NISAD does and your member agencies do is important before and will continue to be important afterwards. This isn't something that's going away or becoming less important in any way. Right. Um, And on that NICID was founded in 1975, so nearly 50 years ago. So of course the nature of employment opportunities and workplaces have shifted in that time. Can you talk about how jobs have opened to individuals with disabilities and how that's changed not, since, not only since the pandemic, but over the course of the history of nice
1: Oh, sure, because I've been at NICET almost half of its history. So uh, I've, I've certainly seen the change in, um, you know, the kinds of service offerings that we have, in particular things to do with technology. I would say 25 years ago, um, technology wasn't uh, applicable in, in most of our service business service categories, but um, a good example of how you know we've become we were able to offer jobs in, involving technology to individuals with disabilities would be the document imaging uh, slash records retention world. You know, as people were have been converting voluminous paper records into much more manageable electronic files. Uh, that has opened up jobs for people with disabilities. So an, an individual might start somewhere in what they call document prep, and that means taking the original item that's going to be scanned and removing staples, uh, making sure all the pages, you know, the curled pages, are flattened out, uh, take off post-it notes. So you know you might be a prepper for a certain amount of time, but with the right training. Uh, You could move on to doing the actual scanning work, and that's all state-of-the-art scanning work, and uh, that, um, you know, has proven true, and it's also allowed people to become trainers to the new people who are coming in as doc prep and, you know, teach them how to do the scanning part. So there's upward mobility involved there, which is, is great for, you know, for certain folks. Uh, even our custodial jobs involve much more technology, you know, better equipment, uh, certainly more state of the art. And you know, with this these past two years with the high touch point, you know, people have had to our member agencies have had to invest in a lot more equipment to be able to, you know, stay on that contract. And, you know, we actually help our members that way if they, you know, if there's a technology that will uh, help them, you know, execute a contract better, you know, we're able to to give them some financial support to that through some loans and grants. And even uh, the jobs that take place in, you know, what one might normally call a workshop, a facility-based work where and products are fulfilled, there's technology there too. Um, It could be a a big piece of equipment like a a printing press where you make customized apparel because we do a lot of that kind of business. Or it could just be something as simple as a more ergonomic forklift or other, you know, smaller technology. But either way, there's, you know, much more technology involved. And if you've ever seen custom apparel made, you would be, I mean, that's a busy uh, shop floor with, you know, the machines are spinning the stations where the shirts go through and uh, you know applying the ink and it's it's really a it's a very busy atmosphere and you know those are uh, integrated employment settings where you would not know who was disabled and who was not. It's um, and you know that like I said, there's a lot of technology there, so you know that we've definitely grown that way. And um, you know, hopefully, that will open us up to you know newer situations. And you know, we've obviously proven that people with disabilities can can handle technology. And um, you know, I, I'm sure there's uh, many more places that we can go.
2: Absolutely. And to Jennifer's point, I mean, over the the course of NYSID's career, um, you know, we started primarily with with commodities back when we first started back in 1975, and then commodities is still a big base for many of our member agencies to provide, but we've definitely found that services have, you know, evolved and become the majority of what NYCID provides to our customers. And with that being said, we evolve over the years to adapt and fit where our customers' needs are. Um, you know, at one point, janitorial certainly was our highest service, but data imaging now is very much a second. Um, a ground maintenance, and snow remo- removal services, industrial laundry, temp services is a huge service for us that absolutely, especially during this time when there's labor shortages, you know, customers, counties, especially are, are looking nice to see if we have individuals that can fill, you know, secretarial needs or, you know, the needs of administrative assistance positions that they have open. Um, So we're always looking to grow our services where the need is with our customers.
0: Right, so it just makes me think that the more technology that is brought into this kind of environment, the more accessible it becomes. Because when you're able to utilize technology better than your opportunities just open up in the kind of work that NISID provides and the services that you provide. Katie, you had just mentioned labor shortages and with county governments, we are constantly hearing about labor shortages and how businesses and governments can't find workers. How has the current labor market affected NYSID? Uh,
2: Have you seen some of the same shortage of workers? Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we've definitely felt, especially during the pandemic, for sure, uh, the shortage in labor, um, individuals with disabilities were hit, you know, amongst the hardest because of the pandemic and some of their health concerns, um, while many of the job sectors that we have became essential, mostly janitorial, um, much of our procurement to state and local government customers was shut down until people were not earning paychecks. With that said, I mean, we did have a core base of our commodities providing PPE, and the janitorial services providing the high touch point disinfecting services and cleaning services. But many of our other services, such as the data imaging or the document shredding that we provide, um, you know, were not deemed essential. And at that time, people weren't back at work and didn't have need for it. Now, with that said, now we have flourished and, uh, you know, these opportunities are coming in and individuals with disabilities are starting to come back to work and to feel comfortable especially, um, you know, with vaccinations um, and just the fact that people are starting to feel more safe and kind of know how to navigate through all of this. Um, We are finding that the need, uh, you know, for temp services in this extra janitorial, truly people are turning to NYSID, um, you know, because they don't have the staff to fulfill these needs on their own, uh, which has been wonderful because we're having to create new relations with customers or add on existing relationships to our current customers. Um, and, and really people are finding that NICED can be the hero that these individuals with disabilities can be the hero to fulfill their labor shortage
0: need. I feel like there's this kind of um, savior complex in that NYSID that you are providing this opportunity to folks with, with disabilities, but really, Like in this situation, the folks with disabilities are the heroes. And that is Mm -hmm. just a great opportunity and just like a great way to provide that meaningful experience for everybody involved.
2: Of course. And I think the thing is, too, is there's unfortunately always been a stigma that maybe an individual with disability cannot fulfill or do this service or fill this need for me. But man, we've been proving that wrong for a long time. And I think it's even growing now especially to Jennifer's point with the technology too. I mean, our services are just growing and with the technology advancements that we're all kind of forced, um, you know, to take on now, it's only getting better for for us and for the individuals with disabilities. And it's only going to open up more employment and, you know, create more of a need to fulfill uh, our customers' needs.
0: NYSID has been doing this work for nearly 50 years already. It'll be very great to be a part of the work that happens over the next 50 years.
1: Yes, <laughs> I it would. will, but somebody else will be fulfilling my role, but that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so back to the report, the report proves what the three of us already know, right? That disability service providers are major employers, yes. specifically that they support almost 195,000 jobs and provide $8 billion in labor income. So with this in mind, uh, what are some things that the state can do to further support residents with disabilities to find employment, meaningful employment?
1: Well, we're just delighted that Governor Hochul has uh, pledged support to this sector that uh, previous administrations just really did not, I mean, we were under the radar for for, for whatever reason. And uh, one of the most recent things that she did was uh, create the position of chief disability officer. So that will address uh, fulfilling some of the open state government jobs with people with disabilities. Um, But uh, there's also a lot of activity going on right now at the legislative front. There's a bill in both the Senate and the assembly that will address modernizing the preferred source law Which created NISID and other a few other entities, um, just to modernize it for today's workers with disabilities. They're very different people uh, over the fifty years that nice, nearly fifty years that NISID has been in existence. Um, The definition of who is a person with a disability has uh, grown to include, you know, it started out a, a more traditional developmental disability. Uh, population, but it's uh, grown to include uh, mental health disorders, um, substance abuse disorder, um, and most recently, uh, the increase in autism spectrum disorders has, you know, added to the, you know, the the types of people that would be looking for jobs through a disability service provider, some of which specialize in autism. It's, It's become that you know that that much of a growing diagnosis, and um, you know that, that's where technology jobs, you know, really could be fulfilled because it, you know it, oftentimes that is uh, something that a person on the spectrum is very good at. Um, so you know the 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 governing law needs to change with the times. Um, you know we have evolved as an organization and um, our member agencies have evolved. I mean, the the law needs to evolve with it. And uh, we're just thrilled to have this support from the the two committees that are actually newly created committees, uh, the Senate Committee on People with Disabilities and the Assembly Committee. and it, uh, many of the the members that are the the uh, Senate and Assembly members that are involved in it are are themselves parents of people with disabilities, and so they they kind of understand our world. And um, but it looks like we have a governor that is um, open to the issues that disability service providers have. Uh, not just from, you know, the nice employment aspect. So I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. It, it's, uh, you know, it's moving at a much faster pace than previous years. And so it's, you know, I think there are good things in store for the uh, specific job needs of those with disabilities. And of course, we need customers to support through their procurement. Exactly
0: right. Exactly right. And it's so interesting to talk about how, you know, the the law needs to evolve with Mm -hmm. the current times because the opportunities that are available today weren't necessarily available when said was founded. So keeping everything up to date and also the opportunities that have become available so incredibly recently. So keeping everything up to date will just continue to serve everybody.
1: And Absolutely. just changing people's perceptions, Katie mentioned that just a short time ago about what they what really the capabilities of a person with a disability as an employee really are. Um, I mean, we we hire people with disabilities, um, and so you know we're we're working in an integrated <laughs> employment setting, and um, you know it's it's just it's the right, right thing to do, but why not do it? I mean, it's just like, this is, should be, you know, we're an equal society. Exactly. And
0: thinking of it just realistically, like every single person knows somebody who has a disability in some fashion. And like me personally, like you just kind of anticipate that. At one point, this may also be you. like you have potential yeah. to have a disability is always there. So supporting this community isn't just yeah. supporting the community as it
1: is, but the yeah. community as it's going to be. Right. That Absolutely. That's very true because not everyone is born with a disability. Some, you know, can be through an accident or an illness. Um, look at the returning veterans and, you know. That's, that's just a, you know, it's, it's ever changing this world now. And, um, and it's being
0: realistic and it's being inclusive and it's everything that
2: we're seeking to be. So absolutely. I mean, who nice it was and who our state economy was and what our members were Mm -hmm. 50 years ago has only drastically changed in the past 50 years. And I think society's changed too. To both of your points, becoming more inclusive and understanding that it's not just about the population that we have right now, but where the population will be in the next 50 years. And we have to prepare and do the best that we can. Yep. To, we have to do our best to you know, prepare for the future and for the group of individuals with disabilities that we support right. right now and also in the future.
1: You know, many of the big uh, corporations in America are have really uh, gotten into their corporate social responsibility, you know, you'll see all the time in the social media. You know, Microsoft, Walgreens is another big one. Um, they're all, you know, looking at uh, not only their 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 purchasing spend being uh, having a societal benefit, but just the hiring of of people with disabilities into their own workforces. And um, you know, we we can do the same at our local levels even if we're not the, the big players.
0: Because even if we are big players, we can still have a big impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: And then when you see the numbers of our report, you see the impact. I mean, it's just, it's, it's an incredible amount of, uh, you know, nice ed, it, it, The pandemic certainly, you know, our, in, our annual employment number has usually been about 5,000 people have a job through, you know, NISID contracts. Uh, you know, there was definitely a downturn this, this past reporting year, but, you know, we're hoping for an upswing when we get, you know, past having to worry about, um, you know, any kind of uh, virus keeping us from being able to work. And, you um, you know, hopefully, we'll get back to the the 5,000 individuals, you know, having a job and a paycheck through this program. So, you know, this Rockefeller report it it's, it just puts numbers to what we've all known for years. Like, you know, these these people are hard workers and um, they 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 earn their jobs. They're it's this is not a charitable program in any way. It's you know it's it's a, it's a business that has a social purpose
2: absolutely and i think you know when nice say, when we talk to our customers they're always asking you know for like a tangible takeaway and we can talk to in our face about the impact that their purchasing has but this report is something that we can physically hand to them and say mm-hmm. look here are the numbers here's the study you mm-hmm. purchasing through NYSID and, and working with our member agencies to create these services and these opportunities actually has a positive impact on your own local community mm-hmm. in your state and individuals in your own backyard. So it, it's literally what we've all said and, and talk about and preach, but here's the physical here. It was done. Here's the study. Read it. What you purchased from NYSID makes a difference.
0: And there's so much power in that, right? And just seeing the numbers. Like I've taken a look through the report and it's such a phenomenal report. And it really lays out the impact that these programs have it throughout right. the entire state. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. With that in mind, as we're coming to the end of our conversation here today, is there anything else that you would like to impress upon or share with the county leaders across New York State?
2: I think in closing, it's you know, we support. Um, and are very grateful for the relationships that we have with the counties and the services and commodities for those county, um, you know, purchasers that, you know, do buy from NYSED. We are always looking to expand. And I think during the COVID-19 pandemic, much as we've touched on and even past, we're only growing and our member agencies are only looking to continue to grow the services that we provide and the commodities. And we're here, we understand that there's labor shortages and that you know, some of your staff are hesitant to come back to work, you know, without these disinfecting services or PPE or or whatever it need be. Nice of us here before the pandemic. We were here during the pandemic and we're going to be here after the pandemic to, you know, help and fulfill your purchasing needs. Um, And that's what we're here for. We'll, that's our mission. We want to employ those individuals in your backyard with disabilities. They can provide those services. They can p- provide those commodities that you need. And we're here and we're ready to, you know, have some conversations and discuss what we can do
1: for you. We're always happy to talk about the wonderful people that uh, fulfill NISID contracts because they really are, um, they 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 do wonderful work, and um, you know we get kudos from our customers on behalf of the the workforce, and uh, to, that means everything to us.
0: Right. It's a partnership. It's the folks yeah. providing the services and the po- the folks needing the services. Right. Again, thank you both so very much for joining us to have this conversation today. And for our listeners, be sure to visit NYSIT's website for more resources on meeting your procurement needs and creating meaningful, meaningful employment for individuals with disabilities.
1: Yeah, and the Rockefeller Report is also available on our website. <laughs>
0: also available and we'll link it in the podcast description oh that's terrific
1: thank you so much
2: great thank you so much for having us Kate we appreciate it yes we we
1: certainly do
0: thanks for listening to this episode of NYSAC's County Conversations podcast Keep tuning in for more county government-focused conversations, and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date.